0: There's never a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports. Rather, it's positive or negative.
1: The Yankees have swept the Twins.
0: Minnesota Sports Chat has you covered. Talking nothing but Minnesota sports all year long. Ah! It's time now for the soon-to-be award-winning if only in his own mind, Minnesota Sports Chat with your host, Ross Brendel. Yeah, here we go. Edition number 165 of the soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat, KSTP Channel 5's and Score North's Darren Doogie Wolfson in just moments. Thank you to you for continuing to help grow Minnesota Sports Chat by downloading and subscribing. Thank you as well if you're listening in the Score North Taxi Squad feed. I encourage you to download and subscribe to Minnesota Sports Chat in that feed as well. That would be uh, very helpful. I would appreciate that. And please, yes, continue to tell your family and friends all about this pod, rate and review, all of that good stuff. And don't forget to get yourself some delicious coffee using that promo code Chat at coffeebybeans.com get yourself some delicious cash cash how about this get yourself some delicious coffee save a little cash that sounds like a good idea doesn't it doogie i would take some delicious cash do you have some <laughs> ross <laughs> i think i
1: do this podcast out of the goodness of my heart ross i'm a giver not a receiver right so i give you say hey doogs it's the dog days of spring, right? You don't have a whole lot going on right now, sports-wise. I mean, yes, there is. The Lynx open on Friday. The Twins are playing good ball, right? But Wild are done. Wolves are Shocker, done, the although the Wolves are busy right now in Chicago. That's another topic. The Wild are done. The Vikings just had the rookie mini camp. We have a little bit of a lull until the mandatory mini camp in mid-June, right? Then it's training camp in late July. But in many ways, what you and I do... Right now it's the dog days. There's the, not
0: a whole lot going on in our world. This is the off season, unless it's the baseball team who they're in their own off season when the bases are loaded. But we'll get there. Actually, no. Let's just start there, Doogie. Uh, the Twins are aware that they stink with the bases loaded, right? That's why it continues to get worse. We're recording this again uh, midweek. It's what Wednesday. May 17th, Uh, today I texted a buddy. I just happened to look online, see the Twins at the bases loaded with nobody out, and I said, oh, what could go wrong? Then I just, in this chain, said, that's one out, no runs. That's two outs, no runs. Ah, what do you know it, Doogie? That's three outs, no runs. Some quick stats as of right now. Maybe this will change later today. Five of 40 with the bases loaded, five for 40. Lakeville Education tells me that's a 125 batting average. I'm surprised it's that good. Also, 0 for seven with the bases loaded and nobody out. Doogie, can't you just one time close your eyes, swing the bat, and get a hit? How is, is this possible? Amazing. I don't
1: know how to explain it. Ross, do you have handy what the Twins' batting average is with runners in
0: scoring uh, position? I don't. That would take a bit. It's, As that's of a also day not good.
1: Two ago, it was okay though, right? So then you factor in those numbers you just laid out. Imagine how much better the Twins could be with runners in scoring position. But I'm telling you, comparatively speaking, see if you can look it up. As of a couple days ago, it was respectable. Like, they weren't bottom five or anything crazy like that. So they actually hit okay, like runner on third or runner on second or runners on first and second or runners on first and third, right? But when those bases are loaded, like today, you have this favorable matchup. So Dave Roberts, it's the chess match. He brings in a lefty for his righty. Well, the counter move. Rocco's got a great counter move. Donovan Solano destroys lefties. Not sure he does anything else well. I don't want Solano having a bunch of at-bats against righties. I'm not even sure he's an average defensive first baseman. I wouldn't necessarily trust Solano at second base. So he's not really a utility player just because I don't trust the defense. But, like, you want Solano against the lefty. So what happens today, Ross? Solano strikes out. Couldn't even put back the ball. Was also a good move to move Polanco from the left side to the right side. Right? You want Polanco batting left-handed when he can. Right? But if he's facing lefty, okay, you're a switch hitter. Go ahead and bat right-handed. Meager pop-up to Freddie Freeman at first. Right? So, you know, no chance for anybody to advance. Right? So that's out one. Solano strikes out. And Kyle Farmer... Gave one a drive. I actually went Dick Bremer on it in the office. I thought it was gone. Did like you? off the bat. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I pulled the dick. I thought,
0: oh, that's so, a grand slam. Okay. Nope. So wait a second. Trace explain Thompson this to me. catch, not even on the warning track. Okay, explain this to me though. Who's that who was that third? How did that runner not get home? That was with two outs.
1: Oh that was a two out. So that's out right. one okay. was Polanco yep. meager pop up, right? Solano then strikes out. So now okay. it's bases yep, loaded, sorry. two outs, Kyle Farmer up gives it a ride i'm telling you ross like i jumped up i said grand slam like i pulled the dick i did like that's what he does during twins broadcast right he's I, premature i'm thinking a ball is a home run when it's not trace thompson wasn't even on the warning
0: track he was like two feet in front of the warning track so it was a fly out i have the twins right about in the middle of the pack in major league baseball through 43 games hitting 231 with runners in scoring position
1: Okay, but that's, that's what middle I have. of the pack, right? That is, so that is middle of the pack. Based you can, on those bases loaded numbers, you, you could see this. You would think they are one of, what, the two or three worst teams in the game, right? Yeah. Runners in scoring position just because of the bases loaded numbers you just laid out. They, but I'm telling you, they're a bit better when it's just. A runner on third, a runner on second, a runner on first and third, first and second. It's just, it's
0: the base is loaded, somehow screws them. This is the mental side to the game though, right? And And I want to make this comparison. When Rocco first got here for a couple seasons, even when the Twins were adding to this total, he went with, oh, the playoff losing streak has nothing to do with us. Different guys, different team, yada, 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 which I always thought was crap. Well, then sure enough, because players are aware of what's happening, they know about the history, even though they'll tell you they don't pay attention. Newsflash, they do. Well, sure enough, Rocco adds about five losses to that, then comes out and says, I'm going to paraphrase his quote, but his quote was basically, well, I guess at this point we've contributed to it, so we kind of got to own it. Yeah, no S. Sherlock. And I would say the same thing. So I don't know. What yeah, I mean, like, what is he supposed to say? I'm with you. No S. Sherlock.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. One of my favorite sayings, right? <laughs> in fact, with my potty mouth, I'm surprised I didn't drop I mean, the S. We, ass, we the can, but I like to try so and keep it as clean Rocco as possible. what is Rocco supposed to say, right? I, I mean, I don't know, yes, but of course his guys point. need to square up some balls. They need to have better at-bats in those situations. You know what but I'm not miss? quite sure, like in his shoes, like, I, what would satisfy you? What I don't could know. he say were you the fan, Ross Brendel, the cynical fan, but the fan. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ross Brendel. What would he say that would satisfy you?
0: Well, uh, a typical, I didn't see the at-bats today. Typically, a lot of the problems that I've noticed in this situation is they're just bad at-bats. They're not. No, they they're, were today. Yeah. The first two. Yeah. Well, that's, and they're just not professional at-bats. Mm-hmm. That's a part of the problem. Uh, I would say this. Uh, I long for the the Twins used to at least for the most part get maybe one run, but it would always start with a six four three or a four six three double play. Doogie, I long for the days where the guy batting with no outs just hits a chopper to the shortstop or second baseman. Yeah, where so they concede can the run, yeah. you get one home. Yeah, I did see a note from my good buddy
1: Seth Kaplan on Twitter. So I don't know how far it goes back. So I guess I need a little bit more context, but the point stands. That going back some amount of time, the average for a baseball team, when you have the bases loaded with no outs, is to score at least two runs. It's two and change, right? It's like two point, whatever the average ends up being, 2.28, 2.29. But for sake of the conversation, just makes more sense to round up or down. In this case, we'll round down to two runs. You're supposed to score at least, on average, two runs
0: when the bases are loaded with no outs, yet the Twins are the numbers you laid out. I think a part of the biggest part of the problem here, Doogie, and then we'll move on to a couple other topics, the biggest part of the problem for this team, to me, still remains for the most part, uh, maybe it was last week, last weekend or two weekends ago, we were still to the point where the Twins were scoring roughly half their runs on the home run ball. This team is still entirely too built on hitting the ball over the fence, and we had heard some rumblings that that was going to change. And it really hadn't until about this week. We did start to see some things. Running the bases more. I thought the suicide squeeze was awesome. This team, when you look at how they're built, Doogie, should be able to manufacture runs. Yet everything is still swing for the fences and try and put it outside outside of the park and into the stands. And I don't entirely get that, especially when you look at your number one competition, is incapable of hitting home runs. And they might still win the division in the Cleveland Guardians. I don't think they're winning the division. I'm sure
1: they have a run in them, much like last yep. year. If you look at it right now, though, the Twins are on pace to win 89 or 90 games. The Guardians are on pace to win I'm 76, not, 75. I'm not saying The Tigers will, are in that ballpark. But they could. I think the Twins are going to win this division comfortably. Now, guess what? You may be able to cue up this audio in August or September. Throw it right back in my face. I would never I've do been that wrong to you. plenty. I see the Twins comfortably in the playoffs, but that's not the bar. We're ready for them to end the 18 game playoff losing streak. Not only end it, like I don't think winning one playoff game will satisfy the masses. How about a series? Win a series. We're not expecting you to win multiple, get to the World Series, win the World Series. That'd be great, right? We'd enjoy it, but like I think we'd be satisfied by saying, okay, successful
0: season if you advance past the first round of the playoffs, especially after. The last couple years, I think at this point, Doogie, whether you're the three seed playing the six or maybe you get one of those buys and you're the two seed, I agree with you. Winning a playoff series would be awesome. However, I do believe in hail, high aspirations, low expectations. All I really want out of this season is end that stupid losing streak in which is fine. That's yeah, it's plenty for it because guess what? You look at the domination of the American League East.
1: Guess yes. what, if you're the three or the two, are you playing the Yankees in the first Correct. round? Correct.
0: That's what I mean.
1: Are you playing the rising Baltimore and Orioles? What was? What I'll tell you what, that Blue Jays team, I still think the Blue Jays, I like that roster a lot. I'm looking forward to seeing them here Memorial uh, Day weekend. I know they're maybe slightly underachieving, although they're pretty good, but I still think Toronto has a chance to win the American League. I really, really like the Blue Jays, but at this point, it looks like Tampa is going to win the East, right? Like when you create this sort of separation with the run they've been on, so the Twins absolutely could open the playoffs against the Blue Jays or the Yankees. Can you imagine, Ross, Twins-Yankees?
0: Pucker up. That's that's what that would absolutely. feel. Absolutely, but lot of it's not
1: all doom and gloom. I know we started doom and gloom. Bases no. loaded this. I'm a hey, believer. it's home run or bust, which to me is, it's the culture of Major League Baseball in many ways. Yeah, maybe you know, a little bit more so here compared to other markets. But I'm with you. Like when you have Buck and you have Castro when he's in there, you got guys that can run, right? Not Correa, but you got guys that can steal bases. Polanco now is back. Hopefully the knee's okay. It holds up. But point is they have guys and we saw it in one of the games in LA. So maybe it's the beginning of something. We'll continue to see them
0: stealing bases. But I do think they have the personnel to steal more bases than they have. Doogie, Tuesday night, they scored a run without even getting a hit. I could have fallen asleep, never woken up, and died a happy man. That was incredibly beautiful baseball. Leadoff runner walks, steals a base. Uh, I think it might have been Farmer inside-outs a pitch to the right side of the infield. Buxton moves over to third, scores, I think, on a ground ball. Beautiful baseball. They can do it. They can manufacture baseball. runs.
1: And, hey, you love the pitching staff. Now, hey, Sonny Gray might not be in a good mood right now. Pulled today after four innings, 84 pitches. It was a chore just to get through four. And I understood it with Muncie coming up, with Jason Hayward coming up, where the Twins went with Moran. They went with a lefty there. They were playing matchups there as early as the fifth inning just because Sonny just, it was a lot of balls. It was just, it was a struggle to get through four. But knowing Sonny a little bit, can't imagine he's real happy being pulled after four innings. But overall, you really like that pitching staff, right? I think this yeah. pitching staff can sustain. But at this They can point, add in July. I think they need another reliever yeah. or two. Ross, they are going to be buyers in late July. Well, I promise you. They're already planting seeds on that. They know that minimum, even if Cleveland goes on an unreal run, they know they're going to play meaningful games yeah. in September. They're not going to curl up in the fetal position, barring injury after injury like last year. But, but remember
0: all that starting all size, pitching 0. depth, 2 though, Dukes.
1: Meaningful games in September. So they are going to be buyers in late July. They've already planted seeds, so you can add a reliever or two. Don't think they need a starter. But, but if you they need a might. starter. They have well. All that
0: depth is pretty much already shot.
1: Kent is close to being back. Now I can argue, put him in the bullpen. bullpen. Make him a long reliever. Keep Louis Varland in the starting rotation. Bailey Ober isn't going anywhere. No. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Yeah. But Tyler saying, Malley, we get it. Out for the year. I I'm understand saying that. Have, but you have one Sidney more injury. Richardson, maybe the numbers aren't great at AAA, but I still think there's a major league pitcher there. <laughs> Heck, Randy Dobnak. How about Jose DeLeon? Right? He's now up. He looked really good in the world baseball classic. They have some guys, speaking of DeLeon, struck out Betts, struck out Freeman. Then Will Smith single, Max Muncie single, Emilio Pagan coming in now to relieve Jose DeLeon.
0: And you know what I'll 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 probably put a, a hex on him. I think I can still say that word. He uh, everybody loves to tell me now on Twitter he's only given up runs in that one game. So he's fine, he's fixed, the Twins have fixed him. So we'll we'll, well see what, I mean, we'll see what happens there. They didn't necessarily Sure. Fix. Agree. They had to do
1: something after last year, right? Yes, yes but they did. They always believed in him.
0: He has great like stuff. Like I know a lot
1: of fans thought he has good easy stuff. decision. You non tender him. You're not paying him over $3 million. Why would you pay him $3 million to be in your bullpen in 2023? Truth be told, they didn't have like this deep discussion. Like it was pretty easy for Falvey Levine and company to say, yeah, we want him back. Well, his
0: big? We problem. absolutely want him in our bullpen in 2023. His big problem last year was you could see the stuff, the stuff plays and it's good stuff. But if you're always behind in the count, Major League pitchers know what's coming, or Major League hitters know what's coming. And to your point, Doogie, in today's game, they'll hit those pitches a long, long way. Let's talk about the other team that plays on almost the exact same footprint. I want to get your opinions on the Minnesota Timberwolves, what they are going to do this offseason, what you know that you feel like you can float to us. Uh, I think you might be on the other side of this. I'm a firm believer that Carl Anthony Towns has played his last game with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Your thoughts? Well, I absolutely can see a trade. Maybe more so this time next year.
1: Not right now. But that means I'm not dismissing the possibility of right now. Let me remind everybody, it's much easier to trade his contract now, now he can't get traded until July. Yep. So you can't do it like draft night or right before the draft, but it's easier when I say now, this summer, easier to trade Cat now compared to a year from now when the Super Max kicks in. So he's on the hook next year for like what, 35 or 36 million? Yep. I saw 35. In two years, 49 million. Heck, in four years, he'll be making 58 million. There's like a player option at the back end at like 62 million. Point is, when you need to match up money and all that, it's easier to match 36 compared to 49 a year from now. But you always could. I just have thought they'll run this thing back. They can justify the hiccups during the season with all the injuries, Cat included, missing 50-something games, that they'll give it another run next year. I mean, heck, look at Denver. You know, I mean, they've kept things the same for a while. Look at Denver ascending. Tim Connolly came from Denver. I don't see Tim going anywhere, by the way, even though I do think that Wizards job appeals to him, appeals to his family. But for multiple reasons, I see Tim Connolly here, not in Washington. So when I say Tim, I see Tim running things this summer. I don't know if he's ready to go all in on a Carl Anthony Towns trade. But if next year doesn't go so well, that's where I think next summer has a chance to be much more fascinating than now. But like, am I sitting here telling you 0% chance Carl Anthony Towns opening night in October is going to be a Timberwolf? No, I'm not there. I'm not dismissing the possibility. I'm not. I just, I'm telling you, I think he'll be here in October.
0: I do not blame the Minnesota Timberwolves for this one bit, but it does add to the hilarity of the history of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Can I interrupt
1: you, Ross? Emilio Pagan comes in, walks Jason Hayward, walks Vargas. Dodgers tie the game and back I'm looking, back.
0: Walks. I'm looking at the same thing. So there we, there we go. We put it out. How come the- you're
1: not giving me grief for my Oklahoma shirt. Oh yeah. You know, I, 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 why? Well, I'll give you the story. Twofold. Okay. Older son loves to go to Shields in Eden Prairie. Okay. Right. And I found this shirt for $8. It was, I was going to a box, Right. And okay. I like the Nike shirts. It's black. I've got a big belly. Right. I'm, so it covers up some of the belly, all that good stuff. Right. Oh, wow. Grand slam. I'm
0: actually... Oh, there we go. Pagan's back. Uh, see, funny how they did it, Doogie. Two outs with the bases loaded. They scored five runs. Five runs. Right on cue. You need to post this audio immediately,
1: Ross. You cannot make it up, right? You're right. Right on cue. He's so anyway, back. He's yeah. back. So anyway, twofold. So my son likes to go to Shields, the older son, right? And we find good deals. Like yeah. on their clearance rack. So I found this for... It was $8.99 or $999. Another but.
0: great spot, clearance rack, Marshalls. Yeah. Marshall's oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Big fan of Marshalls. Yeah. Fantastic. Is the one still open at Mall of America? Yeah. Well, within the last year. Okay. I, I stopped there within the last year. There's one not too far from me now in Badness Heights. Okay. I've got some really good gopher gear. I got a I got a hoodie, brand new hoodie that I think came from Costco, which we'll get to, that Marshalls must have bought. They were selling it for 999. Yeah, it's a good deal. So I That's got this shirt nice. for eight ninety
1: nine or nine ninety nine. And my guy, had a nice conversation with him earlier this week, Jake Irvin of Bloomington. Yeah. Now in the Washington Nationals rotation. He was Oklahoma's Friday starter, their number one starter, 2017 and 2018, right? He was drafted in 2018, so it would have been his final two years at Oklahoma. If I don't have the years right, 2016, That's 2017. Okay. Somewhere in that ballpark. But Jake is one of my guys.
0: University of Oklahoma. So boomer sooner. I'm not going to give you crap for the shirt. I am going to give you crap that you're wearing sandals at work.
1: I am, yeah. <laughs> I take casual Friday to another level, right? Even though we're chatting it's here Wednesday. on a Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. Trust me, there's a lot of things I'm not aware of. I'm aware of Tump Day. I'm aware it's Wednesday. But in my world, today is casual Friday because it's the one day I'm stationary. I'm stuck here in the office. We're secluded, rightfully so. TV newsroom, like yep. the sports department Watching games, having loud conversations. I'm just naturally loud, right? We shouldn't be in the center of the newsroom, so we're tucked away, right? Just to paint the picture for the audience. You've been in our sports yep. office many times, and so it's not like I'm interacting with a whole lot of people. And so, why not? I, Ross, I mowed the lawn today. We've got some road work going on. One side of our street. We're on a corner lot, and so one side, and then the next side's getting done next summer, but. I'm maneuvering around all these XL Energy Center flags for the water line, the gas line. There's all sorts of stuff in our yard because they're digging up, putting in new curbs and all that. And anyway, so I'm navigating. There's dirt flying everywhere, right? So it was a chore. Hey, part of the duties, right? You yep. know, in a house, you got to mow the lawn, yep. right? The wife does enough, so I better do something, right? Happy wife, happy life. And so... You know, I decided. Okay, yeah, it's time to mow the lawn. We're due. I kept pushing it back and back and back, and finally, and do it. but I got so damn hay. dirty, and it was it was a hassle. And so I just decided. You know what? After I showered, I'm like, I don't even feel like putting on shoes again.
0: You do look I nice don't. and fresh, though. I'll give you that. Here's my. But I got my haircut this morning too. Yeah. Here's my quick Timberwolves note. Then we'll do five filler questions. We'll both go on with our merry days. Uh, uh, the Joker went 41 overall. Okay. So you don't need a top five pick to build a team. It's a lot harder, but you can get lucky. You can do your due diligence. You can find a player. That is the outlier, though, right? Correct. the, that's man who the mirage. That's not the any Jokers. sort of trend. Okay. Tell me, because you would know, how much due diligence did the Timberwolves do on the Joker? Because do you know who had the 40th overall pick that draft? Well, it was Flip Saunders, right? Did Flip end up selling that
1: pick? Is what? that when Flip put me on timeout? <laughs> have I told you that
0: story? No, but here's what I saw. 40th overall. Or was that 2013
1: that the Wolves sold a pick? Did you give... The Wolves sold a pick either in 13 or 14, right? Because Flip passed in 15, right? Yep. Do I have my years I right? I think you do. Flip's first year back was 13. I think he sold the second round pick in 13, not 14. So anyway, you know, post-draft press conference, I asked some question about selling the pick, how it's just not a good look, the optics, blah, blah, blah. Flip ends up calling me late that night, puts me on a timeout. Yeah, and you guys are. And by basties. the way, yeah, that yeah. <laughs> timeout lasted all of like four hours. I saw him the next day, and you know, I bring that up. We, you know, we didn't actually hug, but it was you know, uh, we were fine. It was he, it was more tongue in cheek, but he was not happy. With, that was his way of telling me, because I'm not happy. With your question, so I'm putting you on a timeout.
0: Nobody. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that was 13. So, yeah. So, the Wolves had it in 14, the 40th pick? And so, that's one pick before the Joker. They took Glenn Rice, the third. Or Glenn Robinson, the third. One of Glenn the two. Glenn Robinson. Yeah, Glenn yeah. Robinson, the third. Uh, did the Wolves ever do any due diligence I don't remember on the Joker? Hearing, do we know? a
1: whole lot. They did do a whole lot of diligence on the Greek freak. I can tell you that. Yeah. Well, Shabazz, fact, I think, you proved know, to be a better pick. And I know it's easy to say after the fact, although it's not a good look, but... Flip told me a number of stories, right? Going over to Greece to scout him personally. Really, really liked him. Just couldn't quite. That was his first, right? Was Giannis the 13 draft? Yeah, yep. Because okay, so draft in charge. And he just, well, he really loved Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who's playing really well right now for the Nuggets. Really, really liked Victor Oladipo, in fact. But Victor went, what, number two. Contavious Caldwell-Pope went a pick or two before the Wolves. Ended up, yeah, with with Shabazz, and that was the Gorgie Jang year as well, right? But Flip, I think, was hoping that Giannis would get to that second first-round pick. Really, really liked him. Just first year back just wasn't, I mean, heck, I could have argued, yeah, if you're ever going to do it, you've got enough of a runway. It's not like you're under all sorts of pressure immediately. If there ever was a time to do it, that was the time to pull the trigger. But he just felt like the timing wasn't right. To roll the dice. But no, I don't remember to answer your question, long winded answer to your question. I don't remember in 14 a whole lot of Wolves, Nikola Jokic steam. Heck, you know, you could ask Tim Connolly. I mean, Tim will say he'll credit European scouts, others in the Nuggets. Like, it's not like Tim Connolly did personally all this homework on Nikola Jokic, right? It was others around him making the recommendation. Hey, credit to Tim for listening to those on his staff. But it's not like Tim did all this. Individual homework on Nikola Jokic, but no, there was not pre-draft
0: 2014 a lot of Wolves Nikola Jokic steam to this day. Taking Johnny Flynn over Steph Curry, still believe it to be the right move because Johnny Flynn Hall of Fame smile that means a heck of a lot more than being a Hall of Fame basketball player.
1: Well, yeah, I mean we can go up and down the <laughs> list, right? And I mean that was that was Curry's representation trying to drive the bus to New York, not necessarily Golden State, but New York who had the pick after Golden State. But, you know, if I remember, Steph wouldn't come in for a pre-draft visit, not even necessarily a workout, although maybe the Wolves would have loved to have had him on the court, but just come in for a medical check. Let's get to know you. We'll take you out to dinner, all that. If I recall, Steph would not come to town, right? And David Kahn, you know, got nervous and all that stuff and didn't want to ruin any sort of, you know, relationship with, with Octagon, Steph's representation, and all that. and So, yeah, that's how you ended up with with Rubio and Johnny Flynn, not Steph Curry. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, wait, how many examples can we cite, Ross, over the years? Oh, my gosh.
0: With the Wolves, the Wolves, it's countless. But even,
1: you know, whether it's the Vikings or yeah. any number, right? I mean, heck, I remember pre-draft the year that Russell Wilson got selected, right? Was that the year after Christian Ponder? Did the Vikings uh. coach the... Whatever postseason bowl it was, was it the East West oh, yeah. Shrine Game, the Senior, bowl, been the Senior Bowl, whatever it was, they had the staff right and they worked with Russell Wilson. They loved, I'm telling you, they loved Russell Wilson pre-draft, but they just wouldn't go quarterback the year after going Christian Ponder, right? So I mean, you can cite Vikings, Wolves, you know. I don't have as many wild, right, but I'm sure there are some wild stories. Heck, even Twins. I'm sure there's nothing that. Instantly jumps to mind, but I'm sure there well, are Mike examples. <laughs> yeah, well, and remember his dad that was played a lot for the of Twins. Yeah. yeah, well, and hey, Wilson, is his first name Jeff, Tom, doesn't matter. The Twins, New Jersey-based scout, Wilson, last name's Wilson, he loved like Trout. He D- did. But, uh, yeah, I mean, where did the Twins pick that
0: year? Was it top five or... The, the top twi- 12 the and trout, trout went like what 22nd 23rd no the twins literally took Kyle Gibson and then Mike Trout was taken was it one pick yep. later yep so i've i've okay. always All said right. you know what you know again the twins Gibson was okay, right? He was, he, it wasn't, well, it wasn't a complete yes. waste of a pick. But I'm telling you, they really, by, really liked Mike Trout. Yeah, I didn't realize it was
1: one pick. Yeah, I think it's I one I thought it was pick. more like five or seven or 10 that there was enough of a separation. Okay, uh, here's the thing. Thank you for that. I'll give you another one. They thought they had a deal done years ago with international free agent Miguel
0: Cabrera. Yes, I remember this. i that one? I've heard this story. Yeah,
1: the late, great Mike Radcliffe, right? I mean, he could spin some stories about that one, but so there's, there's so many different stories. We could tell, but I don't remember specifically 2014 the Wolves, you know, doing all this homework on Nicole. You
0: do me a favor look up Gibson and Mike Trout if you can. I'm going to let people know about Beans Coffee, and then we're going to do a quick five filler questions and go home. Beans Coffee Company, Doogie, guess what? It's finally spring. I heard uh, somebody down at KSTP, I can't remember which one, said, we can finally put winter behind us. It only took till the middle of May to hear those words. But that means it's springtime. That means the Beans Coffee Company pop-up shop, they're taking reservations that offers hot and cold espresso drinks, drip coffee, and so much more. It's a great office treat for employees, special events, and fundraisers as well. You can book that pop-up shop at coffeebybeans.com. And while you're there... Hey, get yourself some delicious coffee. Either buy the subscription or buy the bag. Use the promo code Sports Chat. That Sports Chat at checkout. You'll save some cash, and guess what? Free shipping on all orders of thirty-five dollars or more. That's coffeebybeans.com. Promo code Sports Chat. Did we find it? Was it Gibson then yes, Trout? Yes, rock
1: solid coffee, by the way. So no, it
0: wasn't close. Okay, but no.
1: So. We were both wrong. I'm I thought wrong Gibson a lot. was more like pick 17 or 18, but Gibson was pick 22. This is the 09 draft. Okay. Okay. Gibson 22, Trout 25. Okay. So there was a little bit of a separation there. Not literally the next pick, and, but clearly when he's going a few picks later. And he was projected to be a mid 20s type pick. I mean, the Twins did all sorts of work. They're Scout Wilson, that I know, New Jersey based. He's had his fingerprints on many j- Twins draft picks over the years. I remember him telling me along the way that he really liked Trout. Well, and I'll really, s- really liked him, right? And you like a lot of guys in your region, right? So he went to bat. Right? For a guy in his region. Pun intended. Yeah, exactly. But it just it didn't work out. But well, they
0: did like him pre-draft. And if you scan that too, Doogie, I don't want to give the Angels too much credit. They had another pick before Trout, and they didn't take Trout. Right? So not everybody gets it right. Sometimes you get it right, and you were even wrong. Correct.
1: Alright. Yeah, happens a lot. Hey, can I give you one other? Yeah. Little tiny wolves nugget that you may love, although I don't think it's much, but I'll give it to you. I was going to save it for the scoop tomorrow. Okay. Well, this right? will drop tonight. So yeah, there we go. There you go. So... Last night in Chicago, the GM meetings, right? Big deal. All the NBA general managers gather for for meetings. Where was Tim Connolly? How come Tim Connolly didn't represent the Wolves at the GM meetings, Ross Brendel?
0: Was he in Washington?
1: Where was (laughs) Tim Connolly? He wasn't there. Where was he, Doogie? Matt Lloyd of the Wolves ended up representing the Wolves. I'm told that a lot of number twos or number threes represent their franchise. Bob Myers of Golden State, for example. (laughs) Wasn't at the meeting, right? So not every number one is in the room at that meeting. So not a big deal. But yeah, and also I figured at this you point, may you may get a kick out of that one. So <laughs>
0: also at yeah, this point, no Tim Connolly at the Wolves' uh, GM meetings. Well, the point, NBA GM meetings representing the Wolves. At this point, the Wolves do not have a high draft pick. Maybe. Maybe that'll change. Although, Doesn't seem likely. So a lot I saw of your the guys. No, yeah. I saw your note today about somebody they
1: talked Yeah, Anthony they talked Black, with. who's yeah. a good guard. My guy, Muss, in, in Fayetteville at Arkansas, had Black. And so Next, you know, Eric would tell you. basketball coach? Well. Or, yeah. yeah. No, he's making too much money there. Would have been nice, just the timing, just a lot in, of
0: things. In but, the words of yeah. the great Canadian philosopher Justin Bieber, never say never.
1: Well, he's young enough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Muss is my guy. I'd love to see it. Right? I mean, heck, think about, like, if you can get recruits to Fayetteville, he can get some guys here. Yeah. He could. He would need some NIL help and some other things, right? And the Gophers are behind in many, many regards. But, yeah, I'd love to see it, but I don't know if it's happening anytime real, real soon. But, anyway, Anthony Black is projected to go top five, top seven, certainly lottery, right? So the Wolves aren't picking until 53. But Black met with the media down at the Combine, Right, so inevitably somebody is going to ask the question, hey, what teams are you interviewing with this week? Because if there's anything to glean from the Combine, for me, Ross, it's getting to know these guys. Sure. Like these pro days when you're shooting against air and all this. To me, there's not a whole lot for these front offices to actually glean this week in Chicago. One thing you can glean is one of these formal interviews, getting to know a kid in a setting in a hotel suite. Right, so yeah, the Wolves... Black was asked the question, so there's 20 reporters standing around him, so they all tweeted it out, and he said, hey, yeah, I'm scheduled to interview with the Timberwolves later today. So why would the Timberwolves have put in a request to speak with a lottery pick when you're picking pick 53?
0: Well, there could be hmm. some trades in the hmm. works. Ah. Okay, Doogie, five yep. filler questions. Yep, I, know I know you're on a time crunch. I am on so a time crunch, yeah. You choose how long you want these answers to be. It's five. Filler. Fill. Oh, how about questions. this text I just got from Mrs.
1: Wolfson? Okay. Can you read it at the bottom, Ross? What's that say at the bottom?
0: Oh, Dukes, you did a great job. Lawn looks nice. Lawn looks nice. Lawn looks nice. Lawn looks, now yeah. you didn't you didn't mow in sandals, did you? No. Because that's not, dangerous. No, no, no. That's what I was saying.
1: I was in my Nikes. And I just decided I'm done with my Nikes for the day. They got all dirty and tongue. It was a B. Use the B (laughs) word. You you can say it. It was not fun. And so I decided I'm done wearing Nikes for the day. I'm wearing sandals.
0: I know the origins, Doogie, but give us a condensed version of why people call you Doogie. That's question number one.
1: Why people call me Doogie. So I started at KFAM, which is now an FM juggernaut. But back in the mid-90s was this startup radio station on the AM dial, 1130 AM. Ended up doing a mentorship. I was still in high school. wasn't even in college. It was not an internship. A mentorship. And while there, the TV show Doogie Howser, MD, was popular in syndication. This this child's prodigy, this doctor, this whiz kid, a 16-year-old doctor. Right? So that show was popular in syndication, right? And they looked at me as, I guess, some sort of child prodigy. But my comeback to that, Ross, is if I was truly some sort of child prodigy, you think I get into radio and TV, <laughs> I'd be an actual doctor. I'd be an attorney. I wouldn't be doing this. Oh, uh, my oldest so I was the furthest thing from a child prodigy, but the nickname was attached to me because I was the sixteen year old working in major market radio.
0: My oldest sister, who I love dearly, just picked up like her eighth degree. I said, good for you. Keep getting them because I don't technically have any real degrees. So you keep getting them. It averages out for the family. (laughs) Question number two, what type of coach is Darren Doogie Wolfson with the kids? Are you more of the Les Frazier quiet and laid back or are you more of the Mike Zimmer are you are you lovable but a little fiery when you're coaching those kids yeah more the latter not
1: necessarily
0: you know mother effing the kids
1: <laughs> but even last night right but it's also you balance every negative with a positive sure at that I'm age a yes big believer yep. heck I could argue older but you know helping coach my older son's baseball team we're talking four 12-year-olds, five 11-year-olds, one 10-year-old. All right, so you got to pick your battles, right? But had to remind our left fielder, a 12-year-old last night, who dropped, and I was a little upset because my son was on the mound, and he ended up going three innings, gave up one unearned run, had seven strikeouts like he dominated last night, which was great to see. Gets his athletic talent clearly from mom or somebody else in the family, not me, but... His left fielder let him down on a routine play, glanced off the top of his glove. Right? It happens, but a catch he should have made. So, you know, you just you say, hey, Mac, I've seen you make that catch many times in practice. I know you're fully capable of making that catch. You will have a play later this game, which I don't know if he would or not, but you will have a play later this game. Make sure you make it because I know you can make it, right? Yep. So is that me being an a-hole or trying to prop him up? Well, guess what? Last inning? Line drive to second base. He had shifted to second base. Great catch. There you go. Right. So, and you never know, right? It's just a saying in the moment. But yeah, I'm oftentimes pretty fiery. I've got relatively high expectations in terms of effort. Like I
0: coach first base, right? One kid last night watches his pop up. It's a big problem for me in D League softball. Get the heck out of the the batter's
1: box, run to first. Don't ever assume, especially at that age. That the ball is going Correct. to be caught. Correct. Run to first. Stop looking. A couple times last night, catcher drops a third strike. Our kid freezes. Don't freeze. You know to run to first when it's open, right? Base is open. Run to first. Stop looking behind you at the ball, right? So, stuff like that effort, I get upset with lack of effort. I get upset oftentimes with lack of concentration. I I never get upset if a kid strikes out. We were facing one of the best pitchers in the league last night. He had a bunch of strikeouts. I'm never going to get mad at a kid for striking out. Just give me your best effort. Well, and at that age, you care. You decided to play. You don't have to play. There's the exit. Like you don't have to play. Maybe mom and dad forced you to play, but you truly don't have to play. Just tell us if you don't want to play. But if you're going to play, I have high expectations in terms of effort and attitude. And when those things don't match up, that's when I get upset.
0: I like what you said about the talent, though, because at that age, you're going to have kids who are all over the place just because of, I'll say the word, things like puberty. (laughs) And just just how kids grow and develop. Correct. And
1: we're seeing that with my 12-year-old, with Droogie. Right? I mean, he's a man amongst boys out there. Well, no, not necessarily a man amongst boys, but he's one of the tallest kids. And hey, there are kids way taller than him on his basketball team. He was the fifth tallest kid. Sixth grade basketball team this past year. Jeez, Tallest kid, five foot ten. Right? So, like, hey. But he's got good size. He's nearly five foot four already. He wears a size nine and a half shoe. He just turned 12 in March. I wear a size ten and a half shoe. He just turned 12 six weeks ago. He wears a size nine and a half shoe. So, yes, puberty has hit him a little bit earlier than other kids, so he's taking advantage. But to me, it's all going to even out.
0: Watch what you say, because he'll kick your butt pretty soon. Okay. Hey, by the way, look who's calling me, right? And I can't oh, answer it. You be oh, that this brings a tears. Ross, take it, take it on the air right now. Ross, no, no, I'll call, call him right. All right back. Well, if you call him back, will he answer? I hope so. Can I we say know. who it is? Sure, go Doogie ahead. just big time Glenn Taylor, so we could finish I five filler questions.
1: Him, but I'm not going to be. <laughs> Speaking of being an a-hole, I'm not going to be an a-hole. We're wrapping up the conversation. Put him on the air. Right, give me the other the final questions, because I do need to head out the door.
0: Uh, serious question. Are there any great intern Ross stories from 17 years ago? Oh, God, Ross. Do you remember anything? Was I a prick? Did I stink at my job? No, no. You we, didn't stink. We no. met at that same station. No, I mean,
1: you've made it this far because of your work ethic. Oh, that's very because nice Because there's you a to get say. it factor. I oftentimes put people in two categories. You either get it or you don't get yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. You clearly get it. You've got this charisma. You've got this confidence. Oh. Right? So it resonates. So This was not to build like me up. I was hoping one, you would no, rip No, no, I don't remember any <laughs> one specific story, but I just remember you being willing to do just about anything and everything to help us, help me, but more so
0: us the station. And so forever grateful. If you were willing to stick around and wait an hour and a half after a Timberwolves game for Kevin Garnett to come out and give you nothing, that is a good barometer for work ethic because I had to do that multiple times. Any new Costco finds to be aware of, I got one for you, Doogie. The Kirkland, I'm sure they've had them forever, but the Kirkland chocolate ice cream bars, oh, they're so good. I like the Yasso bars. Those Those are so
1: good. Yeah, we go the Yasso, the mint chocolate chip bars, but I will take your recommendation next time I'm there. I'm more upset right now that I used to get a certain protein, Orgain protein. Used to get it all the time for my protein It disappeared, in the didn't it? It's disappeared.
0: Yeah, that's a costume thing. So,
1: yeah, I'm more upset than anything. I love the the Kirkland Trail Mix. Big fan of that. Oh, I got that home right now. It's not necessarily new. I've been getting that for, for years. But yeah, more upset about them discontinuing. <laughs> carrying a product that I had gotten there for a really
0: long time. You you see the traffic report? The guy who bought the pallet of water at Costco pulled out and immediately all fell out of his truck and there was a (laughs) pallet of water all over the road. (laughs) Love it. Uh, Final one. I'm trying to go to WCCO's Chad Hartman into appearing on this podcast. Can you say something that will make him so irate he has to come on? I don't know about irate. Would you like me to facilitate that? (laughs) I think I could probably facilitate it too. Yeah, I
1: mean, I can help you. I don't know if I'm going to say anything that'll... It'll make him irate. He knows me too well, right? So he'll know I'm trying to get him going. And in turn, he'll purposely not get going. So I don't know if there's anything I could deliver right now to really, like, fire him up to... To get him on the podcast, whether it's tomorrow or later in the week or next week. But I can certainly help facilitate yeah. it. I'm
0: sure he would do it as long as his schedule matches. Well, up. if he if he starts big timing me too much, then I'll then I'll put you behind the scenes at work. Okay. Perfect. Right, Happy you, to help. You get out of here, I'll wrap this up. Okay. Thank, Sounds thank you, good, Ross. Good to see you. I, I appreciate it. I'm glad we could poke fun at Pagan together. That was uh, quite hilarious. That is Darren Doogie Wolfson from KSTP Channel 5, also score north. You'll hear him on with Mackie and Judd doing a little reckless speculation. The Scoop podcast as well. So make sure you are following Doogie on that Twitter machine. If you aren't, he is at D Wolfson KSTP. Just a tremendous human being. And as you cannot tell, somebody I like spending time with because he is quite hilarious and really fun to talk Minnesota sports with. So that'll do it for this edition, the 165th edition already of Minnesota Sports Chat. I can't believe that incredible 165 already thank you so much for coming along for the ride 165 times for those of you who have done that for those that are new hey i'm still happy to have you please tell your family and friends all about this podcast please make sure you rate and review and yes if you are listening in that score north taxi squad feed i would encourage you to subscribe to minnesota sports chat wherever it is that you get your podcasts and also thank you for waiting out a lengthy delay. I think it's been about two weeks since I got a pot out. I love to get one out every week. Every now and then the real life schedule gets in the way a little bit. So much appreciative. I am fine. Everything is good. I'm happy. I am healthy. And I am grateful for you that you give me time almost each and every week. Thank you so much for listening to Minnesota Sports Chat. I'm Ross Brendel. We will talk again real soon.